Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. It's Erin Chamberlick, the Real Food Revivalist, coming to you live. And you can visit my website at getsbetterwellness.com. Well, today we are talking about the herbal medicine chest and how you can have one and why you would want one. So if you don't know your fever few from your cat's claw, or if the thought of using herbs as medicine scares you, you're not alone. So as I've been learning about herbs, I'm finding they have powerful healing powers, but without the side effects and expensive medications. So we don't have to run to the doctor or drugstore for every case of bronchitis, bladder infections, cold, flu, headaches, what have you. There's hundreds of herbal remedies for you to try. So today we are going to take a peek at the amazing world of herbs and teach you some basic how-tos and give you some tips and recipes. So here to shed some light on this topic is my guest, Chris Wave. Chris, are you with us? Yes, I am. Okay, great. Well, let me just um, tell the folks a little bit about you. You're a former registered nurse. Well, I, I suppose once a nurse, always a nurse. But, <laughs> but you... Um, are now working in in many fields um, that are more natural. So before you were in maybe the maternal, neonatal, intensive care, coronary, surgical, and somewhere along the way you switched and became more natural and your healing modes are now more gentle and and complete. So with um, that, we would like to know, I suppose, also that you are the expert on the topic today because you are a master herbalist. So you became certified natural health practitioner, um, and you're pursuing. Then you began pursuing naturopathic doctor from Trinity School of Natural Health Sciences. Yep. So we are going to pick your master herbalist brain a little bit today. <laughs> so welcome. Glad you could be here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a big fan of your blog and your newsletter. Yeah, you better and, be. <laughs> yeah, and as, as you know, I refer 100% of my clients there for dietary advice, so thanks for that. I appreciate that. Well, can you just tell us briefly your story? What led you from the hospital, the registered nurse entrenched in traditional care, so now you're a holistic health practitioner and a master herbalist. How does one make that leap? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, I thought it was extremely unusual um, to go that way, and most of my nursing school family told me the same thing. But I heard something in nursing school from a few teachers. I heard we should have home birth, and I heard herbs were a natural extension of a viable choice and i now all of my nursing colleagues from those days in this, in 1978 tell me they never heard anything like that so i don't know if i had a little private person sitting on my shoulder whispering in my ear but i heard something different i didn't practice it however i was a full on uh believer in the entire system and i worked in some big chicago hospitals well known for their particular modalities of treatment and cardiac and things like that, and was a CCU nurse at one of the bigger hospitals and saw some really interesting things that um, I also saw, I guess I would say, I'm not saying throw the baby out with the bathwater here, I'm just saying that I saw some really scary things too and things that made me question, do I want my mom or my dad in this, system if they get sick is there a better way at that time i didn't have children 
but I continued to practice full-on, straight-up uh, medicine as I was taught, which is a, uh, a system of treating symptoms, and that's their job and that's their focus, and they've never pretended to focus on let's get to the root or let's talk about nutrition. They never even claim to be that. So somewhere along the way, my own health was hideous. I would give people medical advice, and I was eating McDonald's three times a week or fast food of some form and powdered eggs and, you know, just as about as bad as it gets. I didn't like to eat, and so I would just kind of stuff my face and hope to fill a gap with, you know, sugar and yeast and pastry and I just from the beginning, my own nutrition was very bad. Well, you don't really see the effects of that until you hit about 30, and then you start having children, and they they are sick, and you're kind of sick, and you start to wonder about these headaches and this PMS and this should all this be happening. So it kind of went that way. I have, however, had two of my three children were pretty sick, and asthma, allergies, eczema, and my third child as you go along with poor nutrition, each child is progressively less able to, you know, sustain health. And the third one, at eight months, they pronounced him just about incurable, and they said I had a bubble boy who would never play sports, and he would never, never, never. My faith at that point couldn't even handle or open up to a such a horrendous diagnosis from a man who only peeked inside his diaper for 30 seconds, and I really felt like there had to be another way. I had been cracked open a little bit in nursing school, and when it's your child, you kind of force yourself to. So at the same time, my six-year-old had developed um, skin rash everywhere, and I was given prednisone and steroids and slathered creams all over her little body, and then she developed asthma, not surprisingly. At the same time, I had a back issue that I had had for many years. I went to my chiropractor. He had... He was in practice with a homeopathist, um, and he said, you know, you all look real good, but something's not right here. Why don't you talk to this guy? And I had the incredible good fortune of having this man mentor me one-on-one. He was so excited to have a medical person that believed in another way that I called him at 3 o'clock in the morning for a year, for actually two years, Mm. almost two years. He mentored me in acute homeopathy. That was my beginning. And from homeopathy, it went on to now, to today. (laughs) Right. (laughs) To where I'm crazy, (laughs) crazy for herbs. Once you've seen the power of real food and plants and essential oils, you can't just stop, you know, so the learning is lifelong. Well, let's start with what is herbal medicine for those of us who don't know that much about it. Um, I think what came to me in herbal medicine is that um, everything in nature resonates and vibrates, everything. And and everybody knows this in the science world. We just don't know it on our level. But everything always is resonating and vibrating and moving, and everything has movement. It all vibrates clockwise. Everything unnatural, drugs, microwaves, Um, any synthetic perfumes, creams, they all vibrate in the reverse, counterclockwise. Now, if you think of a body constantly struggling to vibrate and resonate in one direction and you're putting all this stuff in there that vibrates and resonates in the other direction, you're going to have conflict and you're going to have inflammation and you're going to have disease produced because it's just too much. 
So I began looking after homeopathy when I got into natural health and people started coming to me. I began seeing a real need for a next level. Homeopathy goes to the root. It cures the acute. But you're not getting, you're not, you're not nourishing the body. So my own journey was to find a way to nourish, and herbs are food, and herbs are natural. And I began to see with herbal capsules these foods, would do would do amazing things for health and healing, and so kind of it began that way. I then, okay. um, when I saw that, I, I try I keep trying to research the next level, and now have seen the extreme benefit to my clients and my own family's health with in herbal infusions, harvesting our own weeds. Actually, it's cheap, it's free, it's more natural. I've just been blown away, quite frankly. I do, yeah, I would uh, hope that your background sorry. is in um, guard, you, your hobby is gardening, so you would recognize <laughs> plants. I don't recognize plants, so I have to buy my herbs in the store unless well, and somebody is going to point them out for me. Yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's a that's the way I started too because there was also hearing in nursing school that herbs were dangerous. You know, herbs are dangerous, and you see it on the internet. Herbs are dangerous. You know, you have to follow the money trail there. And so I was nervous and afraid, and I didn't know what was what, and I couldn't tell Indian pipe from a dandelion. And and then I was afraid of a dandelion. So when you buy an herb in a store, it's a great way to start. MountainRoseHerbs.com. Um, there, there's so many companies. I have them listed here at the end. We can go through some of those yeah. websites and what's good and what's bad about them. But you're getting an organic herb that's intentionally grown. It's not being picked up. For instance, the place I'm living now, um, there's uh, surrounded three sides by GMO corn. So I don't mm-hmm. pick a whole lot no. because I don't know how much of that spreads under the ground or overspray or whatever. I would rather buy it. So I, I really yeah. highly, they've identified it. They've grown it organically on purpose in good, clean soil. I, I think that's a great way to start. Okay. So herbs are plants, basically, and um, they have certain properties, certain ones have been studied, and even we're talking about things that we have in our kitchen, even like garlic and cayenne, for example, uh, as well as the hundreds of things we've never even heard of and that have strange names. So (laughs) it's something that just works with the body instead of, you know, working against a disease like modern medicine does. It just really helps support the body then. Right, exactly. You know, we've lost our innate ability how to feed ourselves, and we want paste. If you throw a pastry out in your yard next to your bird's seed and next to a raspberry bush, the bird's not going to peck at that pastry. He's going to go get seeds. He's going to eat the raspberries. I think he'd have to be pretty starving to peck it like a Danish. And mm-hmm. and we do that, and I did that. I thought I'll eat a Danish, but then I'll have a nice McDonald's. The bun is, you know, the food pyramid. Mm-hmm. There's Mm-hmm. You know, the bread is the grain and, and the meat, questionable meat, and there's lettuce. And I thought that was a complete meal. I mean, we really mentally mm-hmm. don't know how to feed and nourish, and that's what herbs do. And I start everybody with the herbs because they give such good, fast results. And They do, okay. Yeah, and if you – now, they do say it takes one month for every year your system has been out of balance to cure it. Um, or, well, we don't say cure. We never cure, but we support Mm-hmm. So, so, but you will notice a difference in your 
for instance, I have a list of pantry staples that I never run out of. I never, ever let myself run out of calendula ointment. Calendula ointment is the marigold flower, and you later on down the road you can make it. But to start with, calendula ointment, and this is not the gel. The gel doesn't seem to work as well, but that every cut... Every uh, wound, you can put this calendula gel on it, and it will heal. Calendula marigold flowers are very healing. And we've never, you know, sometimes it even pulls and closes a wound. You have to see, eliminating mm-hmm. the need for stitches. But you have a preferred will. brand? I just like to know um, if there's Highland many options. And, yeah, Boiron, B-O-I-R-O-N, both, any, any homeopathic um mm-hmm. That's out there right now is pretty pretty darn good. There aren't any scammers that I've seen, but doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're not out there. I never run out of that. You can get that at healthshop.com. And a, a lot of things you can't get on these online places because they're expired, but homeopathy never expires. So even if it's mm-hmm. out of date, it still works. It doesn't. People are a little nervous about the petrochemical. I'll talk about that with a garlic treatment that I use all the time in any viral, bacterial, strep throat, anything. But with the gel, you want it um, to be there for a long time. You want the calendula in the wound for a long time. If it's a gel, it's absorbed so fast and it's gone. The A little bit of petrochemical here, I kind of make a, a glance the other way on. Um, okay. Yarrow is another one. I never, ever, ever am without yarrow. Yarrow is phenomenal in fever conditions, and it will nourish the sick body that's producing a fever. We worry... We worry about fever because we've been told it's scary and you need to bring it down with Tylenol and all these other toxic liver things. A fever is your friend. High temperature kills bacteria, germs, viruses. Now, I know there's some fear of, um, you know, a fever going too high, producing a convulsive state. Certainly we don't want that, but, and and I'm not advocating that in any way, going that far, but there is a lot of, um, work written, and you can probably pull it up on the Internet, that when a bacteria or a virus or something gets so out of control in the body that the body will try and zap it electrically, and that comes through a convulsion. Now, nobody wants a convulsion in their baby or their kid, but some of these things that we've branded scary are the body's natural healing. So right. now, if you don't get rid of that bacteria, that candida, whatever is producing this disease condition, you're going to constantly have convulsions. You don't want that. But just as a side note, but okay. yarrow. So, you, so you, yeah, yarrow is in what form? What am I buying exactly? I well, think you you've given me capsules. You can buy yarrow in capsule form from Good Herb Shops. I use Good Herbs or I use Nature Sunshine. If you need Nature Sunshine, you have to go through someone um, but I think their herbs are superior. There's a lot of products I like and don't like in every company, so you just have right. to be careful and educate yourself. But their herbs, Good Herbs is great, and Nature Sunshine, I use those two almost exclusively for herbs. Any fever, so, cold, it, yarrow okay. will So the yarrow is also, fever? Go ahead. Yeah. Fever conditions, it's really extraordinary. It kills the bacteria, brings the fever down, and, and just makes you gives you general state of well-being is it but it's also nourishing you as it's as it's healing you it's excellent for kidney disorders you can put it in the bathtub and soak somebody in it if they can't eat if they're sick and vomiting put it rub it on their feet with a little um again vaseline the petroleum will keep something in place 
we also use, a coconut um, oil. <laughs> coconut oil? Coconut oil? Yeah. I would make the coconut oil. Excellent, excellent. And then it's good for joint inflammation. It's good for toothaches. We use it for gun problems. It's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal herb. You can make an infusion of yarrow. You can collect it in the spring. It's a white, real pretty flower. grows wild everywhere. But, you know, until you know your herbs, it's fine to order it. It's good, good quality herb. So we have um, calendula ointment, and then uh-huh. we have yarrow. And what else is in our medicine kit, herbal then medicine I kit? Then I am also never without a little homeopathic, um, and you don't need to know a lot about homeopathic. It's one of those little hair of the dog that bit you, and you can not hurt anyone with it. I had a child who ate a whole bottle, and I called up my trainer, my mentor, and I was panicked at 2 o'clock in the morning. Her ears were bad, and she grabbed a bottle and ate the whole bottle. And he's like, relax. Now, I know you're a nurse, but you can't eat a whole bottle of XYZ drug, but this will, if it's the wrong me- this is what we can't get wrap our minds around. If it is the wrong medicine, it will not hurt you. If it's the right medicine, it will work. It will initially even maybe sometimes cause a little bit of an aggravation. So if you've got a runny nose that burns the upper lip, that's an arsenicum remedy. Well, then you would give your child maybe two of the Highlands, that's H-Y-L-A-N-D-S, Highlands or Byron, they have it too, and maybe all of a sudden the runny nose is worse, but it will get better. So it will kind of go down and pull it out from the root, but as it's pulling it, it might initially get better, but that's a sign that you pulled the right remedy too. And which, I mean, it should which homeopathic remedy were you speaking of for the the third well, one specifically? The, yeah, the runny nose that burns the upper lip or any burning condition. That's arsenicum. Arsenicum. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, Highlands has a homeopathic kids kit that anybody will order for you. It's really um, a good starter. There's a few things that I use with my family that are not in there, but it's a good way to start. Just get that kid's kit and just read their little pamphlet and study. And you get to know your own family and what their diseases and their their diseases and their colds and their flus look like. And everybody has a different kind of a a look when they get sick, you know, one will go pale, one will get bright red, one will have one red cheek, and, not, and you kind of learn that way. So great thing about homeopathy is you can't hurt anyone with it. So it's a good, good, safe way to start. I always have apis smell, which is a remedy made from the honeybee, and that um, I always give in a sting situation. They have apis smell joint, uh, apis smell ointment, and they have sting stop, which has stuff in it. So I always have Sting Stop by Highlands. And all the Whole Foods, health food stores, healthshopvitacost.com, health, um, they all have these things. They're real easy to find. Even I saw it in Walmart. I don't go there, but I was there and I saw it. <laughs> I'm confessing. I um, always have that homeopathic remedy, Apismel. I always have some sort of flu remedy, and that's a big, long word called Oslococcinum. A lot of people have seen that now. Walgreens carries it. It's in an orange and white box, and it says flu remedy on it. And that I always have on hand. You have to give that at the beginning, the very beginning of anything, and it works amazingly well. I always keep Calm's Forte. That's a homeopathic remedy for anxiety 
If you can't sleep, you can chew four of those. You can give it to babies who aren't sleeping. It's amazing. To toddlers that are having a meltdown, you chew up a Calm Forte. It doesn't taste real great, but start them early and they'll get used to it. Pulsatilla, if you have thick drainage, that's another one I always love. So those are my homeopathic. And there's a great little homeopathic Bible that Barnes & Noble has. It's a real, real simple starter book, and it's called The Homeopathic Bible. That's where I would start. It's by Ambika Waters, W-A-U-T-E-R-S. And then from there, you know, you'll just find the books that speak to you. There's so many. I always have an aloe vera plant, always, always, always. I'm back, by the way. (laughs) Pardon me? I said I'm back. I was gone for a while, so. Oh. <laughs> Did you even miss me? <laughs> Sorry. I'm kind of a blabber. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I got disconnected, and I thought maybe we both were disconnected. So, yay. You're oh, I kept, I kept going. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I don't know what I missed, but we'll assume it was fabulous, and I'll listen to the show again and get the notes. <laughs> I always, always have an aloe vera plant growing. And if it gets big and out of control, I cut pieces off and I put them in the freezer for burns. There is no better remedy for burns. Um, You can also put a little bit of the mucilage from the leaves if you have constipation issues and put a little bit in water and drink it and it will be over. Your constipation will be over. I always have fresh garlic. Those bulbs are cheap. Never be without them. With garlic, you can crush them up, mix a little Vaseline, And then you paste it on the bottom of the feet of the sick person, whether they have the flu, a cold, a... Now, they will smell. Everybody will smell. But, you know, it's just such a fabulous healer. Garlic, garlic, garlic. I never am without it. But if somebody has an upset stomach, they're not going to be able to eat it. So we put it... we, we, We crush it, put it on the feet, paste it with Vaseline, and wrap the feet with gauze or torn sheets or something, and... You leave it on there until they taste the garlic in their mouth. And it's just a fascinating experiment to me that how long it takes to travel up to the mouth. But then you can take it off because it's traveled the body and permeated all the tissues and it's doing its work. Garlic is one of the cheapest antiviral bacterials you'll ever find. You just can't really heat it too high. So this is a great way of getting garlic in there. Again, you don't want gel with the garlic because it just won't last very long, and the garlic will just dry up on the feet. You want to keep it on there with Vaseline. Do you think um, the, um, honey would work, or does that you can't put two things together like that? You know, I, just don't I like never that tried Vaseline. Honey. I'm racking my brain for something else. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know Vaseline. I hate Vaseline. This is the only, only, only place I use it ever. I don't use it ever. Um, I think honey might be a really good thing to try. I've never tried it because it's sticky and it would hold it in place and it wouldn't dry out. I, I really, it's funny, you learn something and you don't, I really love to hear well, what happened. I used um, that uh, on a case of ringworm where I needed it, the garlic to stick on the body part. <laughs> and so I used honey and it was very sticky. I just don't know if it did some counteracting, but I think they're both healing and beneficial, so I decided yeah. that it was a good way to go, and it did, you know, eventually the ringworm was cured with that and lots of other essential oils and things, but anyway, okay, oh, wow. so aloe vera, now if I, I don't grow anything, I don't have that green thumb inside the house anyway, I can do a garden, but are there, uh, can you do like um, 
any aloe gels or any yeah, creams? Yeah, you or? can buy it. It's expensive, okay. but you can buy it. But an aloe vera plant, I mean, you can't kill it. It's a desert plant, okay. so have All no right. fear of that. <laughs> but I back to the honey though. Honey's an incredible healer with lots of vitamin B. And and we um, when I was in the hospital still, there were some really alternative radical guys who were testing um, the effect of honey on bed sores and had great results. Of course, you're never allowed to use it, but they were doing it in the a big city important hospital 25 years ago or 30 years right. ago. Right, and they're showing up more and more studies now with honey, with different types of honey and. And it's sneaking into standard medical care. Now, I'm watching the clock. We've um, got, you know, maybe 20 minutes, but I did bill this show as some herbal help for libido boosting and and infertility, so I want to make sure we get there. Oh, we'll hit that next. Good. Well, that's good. Okay, so do you want to go there right now, or did you have... I sure can. That makes up the bulk of my practice, actually, and... Infertility being the top number one, these women can't get pregnant, and sometimes they can get pregnant, but I had had one client that had nine miscarriages and another one that had six. This is nutritional, and, and you know you can address that very clearly, but the very first thing I do for libido and for infertility, because you have to have libido to get pregnant, I oat straw. Oat straw infusion is phenomenal, but just make sure you're ready. Both husband and wife should take it. And it works overnight. And to make an infusion, I would get oat straw again from, I get mine from Mountain Rose Herbs. Or you can find a good organic farmer if you want and chop it up. But you put a cup of the herb into a, a jar at night. You start your kettle. When your kettle's whistling at you, you pour the water, fill it to the top, stir your herb, cap it, go to bed, drink it the next day. And you will be really amazed at how nutritional the thing about these herbs is they all you can take a vitamin a but if you don't have d and all the minerals it doesn't work and plants break it down all the minerals and the rocks that are in the soil and make the minerals and vitamins usable and we're finding that they just aren't usable unless they've been pre-broken by the plants and a dried herb is better you will not get the same results as fresh because the dried herb causes all the minerals to be released it, it is the hands-down 100% cheapest libido cure I've ever seen in my life. Then after that, I give my um, infertile couple. Oh, wait, after can I just ask a question here? Sure. Uh-huh. Um, so the oat straw, it's not the grain. It's the green parts of the plant that they cut and just put in bags right. and sell you. And, right. Right? And then yes, so to exactly. make the infusion, I just want to make sure people know that because it's very easy, but... Um, but I've made a mistake that I want to just highlight here that, you know, I put a cup of herbs in my jar. The jar was quart-sized bell jar that you can get from Walmart or hardware store or whatever. And then I poured the boiling water into the jar, and the jar cracked, and my infusion went all over my kitchen counter. Oh, my so. gosh. I was your jar more cold or were you, was it Well, I guess it was. Water? You know, I get it out of the basement or whatever. So heat the jar mm-hmm. first with, you know, just your water and oh, um, how sad. <laughs> I know. It's like, no, this is like <laughs> no, cold here. I want it. So, so be well, warned. And then, and then at that point, too, if you if you didn't mind, you could scoop up your herb because it hasn't even released anything yet. But If you didn't yeah, mind, that's... flash shards in your tea. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did not think of that. Yeah. But anyway, it never so, happened. So you leave it so overnight in the temperature. Next, yeah, yeah, right. So the next day, 
I know you don't strain your herb out, but I do. I don't like those things sticking in my teeth. So I put no. it through a strainer, and then I keep yeah. to put it back no, in the most jar. People, most people do strain. Yeah, I strain it eventually. I just, like, strain as I'm pouring, I strain it. And then let, you know, I like to let it sit oh. as long as I can extract as much as I can, but I pour it into my cup through a strainer because, yeah, that's icky. Gotcha. Yeah, and and so we keep it in the fridge to um, keep it in the fridge after you make it for a couple days, yeah, it's, or because it's better cold. You know, I, a lot of people like their beverages cold, and it has um, anything cold is going to have a little less strong taste if you object to it. I think it's delicious. You can add honey, which is just more added B vitamins and and nutrients. If you, I just drink mine straight, and it gives you about two cups a day. For my infertility couples and my poorly nourished uh, clients, which is almost everybody, I tell them to drink the two cups a day because some people like to stretch it out and do one cup and then the next day would do one cup. You're, you know, you can do whatever you want, but two is what you get, and that's two is what I recommend. And then I recommend rotating and doing oat straw, doing a, a routine of oat straw and red raspberry leaf and uh, nettles, and these are all good, yes, for infertility, but they're good. It is the routine I use at 55 years old. They're gentle, nourishing herbs. I use red clover. Sometimes I add linden. These are all available from uh, Mountain Rose, or I, I feel like I'm promoting Mountain Rose only because that's the one I use them right now. The other names aren't coming to me, but there's a lot of good companies. I use Comfrey. Some of these herbs that I have used um, for years in capsule form have been pulled on and off the market. You just have to really read on the Internet with wisdom because if something is working, it's kind of gone after because it's, you know, follow your money trail. But Comfrey, they've said, oh, no, dangerous for the liver. I have liver issues, and I have used Comfrey, and I use a lot of it. I drink uh, Comfrey every single week and have taken Comfrey for five years, so... Not to be afraid there, but you have to make your own call. I use shepherd's purse. I sometimes use linden. I generally would like to see five different herbs, and then we go Monday through Saturday, and then take a day off just for your own enjoyment. You know, if you don't want a day off, you don't need a day off, but that's what we do. So we pick those. If I had to start with anything, I would start with red clover, comfrey. I would do red raspberry leaf. And I would do definitely nettle. Everybody needs nettle. And I would do oat straw and violet leaves. Those are the basics. Okay, so let me understand this. That um, we just make one infusion at a time. Exactly. And um, so you would start if you were an infertile couple. You would start with red clover. Is this for the woman and the man? Yes, it is. Red clover. Okay. All these are nourishing to both. Okay, so you start with red clover. You make uh, you. Put a cup of red clover in your jar, put the boiling water, cap it, let it sit overnight, strain it, drink two cups the next that next day. Then that night, before you go to bed, you would make the second one, maybe comfrey, and drink that the following day. And then the third, you know, that night, make red raspberry leaf infusion, right? And so then you're just doing exactly. something different every night. So what you're going to do is buy you know, at least two or three of these herbs to get going. You don't have to have, you know, the whole store no. on hand, but at least have a couple, and definitely red clover, you said, is the, the number one, and nettles is, is really raspberry, beneficial. Yeah. 
So why are we doing infusions and not just buying uh, bags of tea that are in a box that say red clover? <laughs> well, and again, again, the longer it soaks, the more minerals and nutrients that are extracted. But you're getting, if you take a little teaspoon of lettuce every day, that's not very nourishing. And that's the trouble with capsules, too. Capsules are great, but you do need to take four capsules three times a day or four times a day. The infusions are already broken down, already in liquid form. They nourish as well as hydrate, and they're just they're, they're more potent in the mineral department when they've been extracted into water. Which is why these herbal infusions are amazing for bone health because there's lots of oh. calcium and minerals that we need for our bones, right? Right, calcium. And you need a lot more, as you know, than calcium, and they have the right. full complement. And if you're rotating your herbs, you are getting a multivitamin all week long. You know, you just we just do one thing so exclusively because we go, oh, vitamin C is what we need, and then we do it to mm-hmm. death, and we don't know anything about it. For vitamin C, don't do anything but rose hips. It's naturally balanced. They're on your rose bush. I always have everybody what go What part on. of the rose bush? I don't know what a rose well, hip is. Well, once the rose flower dies, if you just leave it on there, it will form um, a rose hip. And early fall, after the first frost, you can see a little kind of a red berry-ish looking thing on your rose bush. And you just pick those and dry them, and you can make an infusion out of those, a cup in your hot water. You can um, really chop them up and eat them, or you can make a a tea out of them. They're bitter, so you're going to want, you know, stevia, or you're going to want honey or molasses or something. But that's your your perfectly balanced vitamin C. There's a lot of bad vitamin C out there. I would not take anything without knowing a lot mm-hmm. about vitamin C. So for, though, is um, that our um is that our prescription then for libido boosting and infertility? Oat straw is amazing for oh, libido and yeah. infertility. Is oat straw to, for infertility too? Did I confuse Yes, that? yes. And I have to tell you if you do these five or six things the uh, um Rose hips is actually my number six thing I add in. But if you do these five things, and I haven't told you the other ones, almost anybody is pregnant and keeps the baby. Um, I also if you're put eating the right on, healthy diet. The right know, healthy diet. You can't keep going to make, although you'll be way better yeah. and it might work, but, you know, yeah. you've got to stay, you've got to change that diet. But these will nourish you, and I have seen people who refuse to change their diet, and it has worked, although, you know, you're now you're, you've got to give your baby something. But anyway, this is good for baby, too. All these herbs are nourishing for your baby. I also put everybody on fermented cod liver oil, always, 100% of the time, naturally balanced A and D. And the reason fermented in the olden days when we were better nourished, they would chop off the cod heads and the guts and the bones and throw it in a barrel in the hot sun and let it sit and ferment and it's much again everything's much more available to you it's been broken down by fermentation they have a bunch of flavors and capsules if you don't like the taste but this is a must a cuddler, the fermented cod liver oil is a must um, and let me I tell you where to buy that if, if you don't have a source or maybe tell your source too but codliveroilshop.com oh is I don't know place- about them to buy um, fermented cod liver oil. Now, what, which brand? Are you talking Green Pastures? Yeah, I use Green Pastures, and I just go straight to them, greenpastures.org, yeah. but I don't even and know this about is, that website. Yep, Cod Liver Oil Shop has Green Pastures, and um, you can compare the prices between the actual website and the Cod Liver Oil Shop, but 
Yeah, it's called Blue Ice Fermented Cholera Oil. And then there's, well, maybe you have the one, you want the one with the butter oil in it, or do you not think it matters? Uh, well, that is really good. However, it starts to get so expensive. But gosh, if somebody can afford that, there you go. That's ideal, perfect product for everything, you know, all over nourishment. And, and when it's and, fermented, you can use less, right? Can't you use more like mm-hmm. a teaspoon than a tablespoon? So then, you know, you could yeah. be getting a very well-priced product when you consider it that way. Yes, you do have to consider it that way too because it's it's much more effective. It, um, it there is a study online that you can read about that was done by Natural People where in um, the outbreak of um, I'm wondering, sometimes you can't say diseases, but a very scary disease <laughs> many years ago that we're occasionally threatened with again. And they, the, these people drank a um, quart of cod liver oil, fermented cod liver oil, and got better. And people were dying in droves. So if you research that, you'll see all those stories about that and how, you know, we don't do these things anymore, these ancient, uh, ancient things for our health. Um, I always have um, a green smoothie in the morning. The I want to tell you, though, I want to get this in before we, because the baby keeper, miscarriages, um, there are two herbs that we call the baby keeper, and that is false unicorn, and that's almost impossible to get, but I get it from limitededitionherbs.com. And, um, some, and some, these things are extracted, these some some herbs can only be extracted into alcohol, and everybody gets a little nervous about that, but you don't take much of it. I can't tell you the dosage because I would have to see your particular case, but um, but you can find guidance or, you know, um, have somebody help, a naturopathic doctor help you. Um, false unicorn extraction, or sometimes it's extracted into, um, you know, um, I would just go, let's just stay with the alcohol. I think it's more effective. It's just the the best way to get it. The other ways, it just isn't as effective. And then we use uh, cramp bark if somebody has problems with cramping and then they abort. Now, this will not cause you to retain like a problem fetus that needs not to be there. You know, if something is wrong with the baby, it's it's not going to stop that. But if everything is okay and you just are nutritionally compromised and can't hold a baby, you know, this will be the herb that nourishes you and the baby and brings okay. the full term. So we call that. Well, the baby. I'm sorry to say we're running up against the clock here. So, can you um, first of all, I wanted to disclaim um, everything here so we don't get you know in trouble. Yes. Whoever <laughs> is after us, but everything we doctor. discuss on this show is for educational purposes and is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure your condition. So please don't blame me or. Chris Wave, if you get better, we um, just want to give you education here, so don't blame us if you stop your medication, lose weight, have more energy, and happen to get pregnant and increase your libido. It's not our fault. (laughs) So um, we're just trying to educate here. So how would you like to close it off? I mean, we um, give us a couple books. I I just don't want people roaming around on the Internet getting bad advice, so give me one or two books, and, and we'll start with that. Well, there's a couple of really good books. Minerals, I think, are the key today. I would go with Angstrom Minerals. She's at angstromminerals.com. And she How are you has spelling a, that? A-N-G? It's, yeah, A-N-G-S-T-R-O-M, angstromminerals.com. And she is an naturopathic doctor who had a, a real hideous health issue, a lot of hideous health issues and has 
a really good spiral-bound self-published book, which I don't usually like, but it's excellent. And it's about um, herbs. And it's it is about website. the minerals and why you need minerals oh. that come from herbs. Sometimes you need a little boost with the herbs. And so, but this is such a good mineral education that mm-hmm. I love her book. Now she sells okay. minerals too, but and I'm not thinking anybody really needs to rush out and do that yet. The other book that I would say is really good. I like Dr. Fritchie, F-R-I-T-C-H-E-Y. I like his Practical Herbalism book. And that's a good Amazon. It's Practical Herbalism by Dr. Fritchie. Okay. Those are two really good starter books. I gave you the Homeopathy Bible. Um, I'm, I also go to the website that um, Dr. He's an old herbalist, and he does have some funny ideas, but Dr. Christopher, right. Dr. John Christopher, and he his company, I believe, is the Herb Farm, H-E-R-B-P-H-A-R-M. They have some very good tinctures and very good okay. PMS remedies and things like that. Well, thank you, Chris. If um, if people are, I know we have listeners all over the globe, but if you happen to be in Illinois in the Rockford-Beloit area, um, Chris does teach classes, um, how to build your herbal medicine kit as well as consult with clients. So the, I think the easiest thing might be to email me because I don't know that you want to give out your information in this format. Uh, so I'll pre-screen for you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and um, But thanks. This is really helpful, and I think it's sure. not scary now that you know we know a few names of things we can buy in a way to make a little infusion um, to just you know help bringing some more of the natural um, minerals that our body can absorb in a form that's really going to support healing um, and help keep us out of the drugstore, hopefully. So Yay. thank you, Chris. And, well, thank um, you. Maybe we'll have you back so we can do round two. Uh, once we get used to making infusions, that would be awesome. Oh, that would be fun. Thank you. Okay, Good thank help. you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, that was Chris Wave, and our next uh, podcast, I believe, is a week from um, this coming week, and we will be talking with uh, Leah Val from Paleo Spirit, and then the following week, we will hear from a woman who um, had Lyme disease and has come out of the woods from that. So her personal story, which will be very encouraging for you. Uh, Please visit my website, getbetterwellness.com. And if you want to email me to contact Chris, you can email me at erin, E-R-I-N, at getbetterwellness.com. Thank you and have a great day.